Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, a big shout out first and foremost, of course, to the owners of RTR, Angel and Stevie, because without them, we wouldn't have this incredible, incredible, great platform. So having said that, guys, I have a beautiful, beautiful young woman with me here today who I've interviewed more than once, and I just absolutely adore her on so many levels. Sharon Marie White, say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody, and thanks, Jerry, for having me on the show again. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, my gosh. You know how I feel about you, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> so I think you're absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, well, go well, ahead. Thanks for calling me a young woman. I, I like that part. So now, see, you <laughs> had to go and say that. Do you want to share your age or no? I'll just say I'm in my 50s. Okay, so then I'm going to share something since since you said that and it's okay. Not only is she in her 50s, she went totally gray, long gray hair. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm so jealous. She looks like she's in her 40s. She looks like she's my daughter's age, okay? My daughter is 41. I am so jealous. I want to go gray, but I want to look like you. Okay? <laughs> I, think it's just a, I think it's a state of mind, right? That The whole age thing, and I've... I've kind of finally figured that out. You're only as old as you feel. And uh, I feel like I did when I was 30. Well, sometimes. So. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. And I agree with you 1,000%. Listen, I still act like an idiot. I, st- I act like I'm in my 20s. <laughs> you kidding me? Forget it. Um, so, Sharon, tell everyone, honestly, a little bit about you. Um, well, I've been involved in music for a long time. Um, i took guitar lessons when I was 14, and I was in a band, in a rock band by the time I was 15, uh, gigging every weekend, um, did that for quite a few years, and then switched uh, in the 90s, I switched from rock and roll to country, which I've always loved country music as well, because my parents listened to country and western, and um, so that was a lot of fun, and while I was in the country band, I started, I've always written songs, but not really that seriously, and so I started writing songs and interjecting them into our set lists at the dances. And, you know, people could get up and dance to my songs. And I that was the, kind of the first inkling that I thought, oh, this is really interesting and, and cool. And, you know, maybe I've got something here. And, uh, um, you know, I haven't been involved in music as far as in a band or anything like that for, for quite a few years. But we did invest in some recording equipment um, probably 15, 20 years ago and did a few songs, kept up. I'm always writing, though. I've always been a writer and always have done that. And 
again, fast forward to just was pre-pandemic. And I reached out, there was a brand new country station um, started up in our, in our town. And I reached out to them and I said, hey, I've got this song. Um, I wondered if you would play on your station. And I, I figured uh, I probably won't hear anything back. And lo and behold, she, you know, the DJ got back to me and said, hey, yes, we'd love to have you in. Come in and do an interview and do a couple of songs. And, and as excited as I was, I was kind of terrified because I <laughs> didn't really expect anything to happen. And like I said, that was pre-pandemic. So I was in there and I, you know, did my thing. And, and you know, she said, yeah, bring in more songs if you have them. And so that's really what started this whole thing. And then I, um, my husband Brad found... Um, an amazing musician online, uh, Jim Riley, who is the drummer for Rascal Flatts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he, he has, of course, an amazing array of musicians at his fingertips. So um, that's kind of how this whole thing started, and I've been working with him ever since and uh, just been blown away by, you know, his producing skills. And, and I kind of tell him what I, what I hear, like, say, for Don't Wish Away the Days. I could hear fiddle in it, you know, and then, you know, he found this amazing fiddle player and, um, and, you know, the Christmas song that you're going to play again, I said, I just want a couple of bells in there. I want it to sound, you know, festive and again, blown away by what he came back with. So I'm, I'm just having a whole lot of fun, Jerry. <laughs> so, okay. So one of your favorite quotes is I am just getting started. Talk about that. Yes. Well, yeah. And when we talk about the age thing and you guys, you and I have discussed this before. Yep. I almost, um, and even, you know, getting the nerve up to send that email out to that radio station, I thought, am I, am I too old to be even entertaining this idea of getting back into music? And, but I thought, you know, this is something I can't stop doing. I can't stop writing. I love singing. Um, so I, I think, so in my mind, I'm thinking, no, I'm just getting started at this. this you know, and I'm as excited as I was when I was 15 learning the guitar because everything was new and it was exciting. And I, I, that's how I feel now because, you know, now with um, technology and everything, you, there's just so many avenues. Um, and it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I keep referring to Dolly Parton or Willie Nelson or Cher. I mean, you just keep, keep going on because they love what they do. I, I mean, I, I just think I'm very different when it comes to the age thing as most people when they talk about age I believe that as you get older and as you get wiser you get better and be proud of it you know I'm going to share something a little sad it's okay this month um about 12 13 years ago my boyfriend passed away and he was two weeks shy of his 50th birthday we grew up together when I moved here in seventh grade he was actually my little boyfriend my first little boyfriend and we got together in our adult years. And, but I, I think of it this way, like he would have done anything to be celebrating his 60th birthday, 60th, 61st. Right. Um, right. so I, you know, I look at things differently. Like I wrote my book in my fifties. I started radio in my fifties, 2016. Okay. I mean, hall of fame you know, in my fifties, now I'm getting lifetime achievement, you know, in my sixties. I mean, I look at things differently, Shara. I never think of age as anything but incredibly proud to, to talk about. I don't know. That must just be yeah. me. Uh, but when I hear entertainers in their fifties, in their sixties, starting out, I'm like, this is off the charts. I just see it very 
differently. Well, and I think, too, because we do have that life experience, um, and with that does come, you know, that confidence and the wisdom and, um, you know, and I mean, I write about probably, you know, we're going to write about different things than a 20-year-old, right? Because you haven't had that life experience. So you're very, you're, you're right about that. We should be proud of everything we've had to endure, the good, the bad, the ugly, you right. know, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and learn from it. So I, I, I would agree with that. You know, we have a DJ in our chat room. Okay, Mr. DJ Mike, how you doing, baby? And he just said, hi, Jerry, I totally believe that too. Age is just a number with a lot of exclamations. I love that, Mike. Um, You know, I and you know, here's the other thing about age with me. This is weird, but I tend to honor really young, incredible up and coming artists that are like, I have one that is nine years old that will blow everyone out of the water. Okay, and not just singer. We're talking about entertaining in a restaurant and going crazy, incredible at nine years old. Okay, and then the older ones. So for me, and I hate even saying this, but the ones that are in between, to me, they're just really great. You know what I mean? But I look at the younger ones and the real, and you know, the older ones as, oh my God, they're incredible. You know, so that's just me. But. I want to give a shout out to Babalu in chat because, again, Babalu, man, I love you. You're always the first guy in there, front and center seat, and my sound guy and Mikey the Baron at Bayside. You guys help me out with sound. I love it, and thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's play one of your songs for everyone to hear, Um, and there's a reason why. Let's talk about it before we play it. We're going to play Stayed a While. Okay. So talk about it. Well, I just released that song last week uh, on the 21st, and I wrote that song in memory of my father, who unfortunately had passed away when I was only nine. So I never really got to know the man. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's for all those people that have lost a parent or both parents or even just somebody that you love and how you wish they could have, uh, you know, been there for you know, to see the grandkids grow up. I know what they'd be proud. It's just kind of having all those questions. And then I also kind of wrote it as a call response. And um, so that's why I've got Chris Andres, who's an amazing artist himself. Yes. Um, you know, doing doing kind of the other part, <laughs> you know, to represent my father and uh, you know, kind of saying, you know, geez, if I had a choice, I'd still, you know, I'd still be there. Like I, you know, some with times of life, we just don't get those choices and they're taken away, you know, so... Uh, but um, yeah, it's um, really he- heartfelt, and uh, it was funny because I, when I was in the midst of writing it, um, we were going to record a totally different song, and my husband Brad heard me singing it, and I wasn't wasn't even near finished, but I had a couple of lines, and I had the chorus, I think, and and he said, "You've got to get this song out. This is the next one we're going to record. Like, I think people need to hear this one." So I was like, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's, you've got something here." <laughs> Well, tell Brad thank you because it brought me to tears because my parents are both gone. My dad, you know, four years ago. Um, And I'm going to be brought to tears again. Thank you. But give Brad a hug for me because it's absolutely amazing. Here we go, guys. Stayed a while.
Sharon, this song is absolutely beautiful, touching. You know, again, it just brings tears to your eyes. How did you feel singing this? Well, I have to tell you, when I was, as I was writing it, I kept breaking down, and I thought, how am I ever going to record this song first? And then eventually, you know, I sang it enough times that I was like, okay, it's it's a song, I can get through it. And you know, then I recorded it, and then I, <laughs> and I was like, I said to Brad, how am I going to talk about this song? You know, the interview, I mean, if I, you know, but it's a process. It's sort of almost like grieving all over again. It's like, okay, you go through these emotions and now it's, okay, it's a song. I put it out there. It still has a a ton of meaning for me, but I can talk about it now. So it's almost like cathartic, you know, cathartic or something. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people have have said it really touched them. And uh, so, and I think as a songwriter, that's, you know, you know, you can't ask for anything else than that. You know, because that's what you're trying to convey. So if you can get those emotions through the folks, I think that's, um, you know, pretty cool. You know, I want to share something about my dad. I always said he, next to Jesus on this earth, he was the greatest man that ever walked. And, uh, you know, at his funeral, I'm going to share something with you. I am not a singer, but I'm a poet. So I write poems. So I've written poems about everyone in the family, you know, and they're in my new revised edition of my book as well. But I wrote a poem and I read it at my dad's viewing. Um, My pastor was there and this was when we were going to close and walk out. Okay. At that point I was reading my poem and I gave Elvis's um, gospel CD to the funeral home and I told them what two songs to play. So they played the first one. Um, and then I read my poem and they closed out with how great thou art. And this is how I ended the poem. Um, when I get to heaven, the party will start. Elvis Presley will be singing how great thou art. And that's how my dad went out with Elvis is singing how great thou art. So I get it, girlfriend, you know, um, Again, I don't sing, but that's how I express it. And what you did with this song brought me to tears because it made me remember that day as well. So I love you for that, and thank you. Everyone's loving this song. Oh, that, that's good. Like like I said, it was a tough song to write. I don't really know where it came from, but it uh, it had to be written. <laughs> it had to be written. I, I agree with you. Um, so... Who let's talk about like who really inspired you growing up? Um, well, I think I and we talked about this before. I had mentioned that my parents loved country and western, so I grew up with uh, Patsy Cline and uh, Loretta Lynn, all the greats, George Jones, all of those greats, and uh, you know. And then my my sisters listened to the the rock and roll. Um, and then <laughs> I'd go to my grand grandma and grandpa's house, and it was gospel, and it was uh, Bing Crosby and. Um, you know, that genre of music. So I really, I love it all. I love What did you love the most, guys. though? But what did you personally love? Who did you love the most? Let's, let me ask you that way then. As an artist? Yes. Oh, I, I still go back to Patsy Cline a lot. Okay. Because I just, I, re, I remember the moment as a little girl hearing her sing and just, knowing she was so special and so different. Okay. It was just something amazing about her. So I I always go back to Patsy. Okay. Well, there you have it then. Yep. And of course, you know, (laughs) mine is Elvis, baby. But yes, I love that. I just had to hear that from you. Of course, Elvis too. Elvis is just always kind of in that realm. I mean, you just, yeah, he was magic too. Right. So now let's play Pour Me 
again. Here we go, guys. I love this one, too, though. songwriting skills are off the charts. Tell us what this song meant to you. Well, again, 
funny story. <laughs> we were listening to some country uh, radio, and a lot of the songs had, you know, connotations to alcohol. And, and Brad says, why don't you write a drinking song? So really, that's, that's how that one started. And I, so I just started writing, and I kind of wanted to have tongue-in-cheek and play on words. You know, that's why I've got, like, all of your neat, my neat friends and your neat friends and uh, get my spirits up. And, I mean, it's, it's not... Con- condoning over drinking or anything but it's just I just wanted a fun summer song so that's really where that one came from so to be funny here I am the author of I'm not an addict I'm just an ass (laughs) 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 listen I thought this was perfect timing listen guys I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass because 30 years ago I was a dumbass but through the grace of God today I am now a smart ass guys yes Archway Publishing you can get my book through them all kidding aside, I just had to say that as a joke with the song we just played, but all kidding aside, guys, um, I'm here to help everyone. I'm a, I'm a nutritional health coach and a recovery coach. Please reach out. No, you are not alone. All my services to you are free. I just had to say that, but I was messing around with you, Cher, so I knew I was going to do that <laughs> after that song, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's fine. Like I said, I'm not condoning over drinking, but I just thought, okay, this is a exercise in songwriting okay can you write a drinking song that's great and listen if you drink in moderation and just once in a while have fun with it so what you know um beautiful that was a fun song um so now i want to play shine and i love this one as well here we go
guys, we have a surprise caller. Sam, the golden oldies man from Remember Them Radio. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. And listen, uh, Jerry, the call, hey, Shay, when you said that you, you thought you were young at uh, old at, at 50, 50 is still very young. Wait until you get up around my age, 74, and still feeling young. That is a great song. It's a great tribute. And if Jerry gets it to me, I play a variety of music for a variety of people. I love that song. Keep doing what you're doing. Sam, tell everyone when your show is. Yes, tell everyone. I'm on each and every Friday night from 5 until the big TikTok says 9 o'clock. And as I said, I play a variety of music to include songs like the one that Jerry just had on. You know, we have a variety of listeners. Okay, doo-wop is my passion, okay, but I'm not limited or stuck in that genre. I love music, okay, stay young. Let me tell you something else. When people ask me, I'll be 74 next week. When they ask me how old you are, I tell them that I'm 80 just to hear them say, you look good for your age. I love it. <laughs> Sharon, what do you want to say to Sam? Oh, I just want to thank you for the support, and you are right. Age is just a state of mind, Sam. Sam. I'm going to tell everybody I'm 70. You got that, baby. I love you. Hey, baby, have a good one, Jay. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, bye-bye. Sharon, Sam the Golden Oldies Man, he is one of the greatest DJs on RTR, okay? He's listening to you, and he wants your song. So we're going to get that to him, okay? Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. That's cool. Oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. So... All right, so why don't you tell us about this song, Shine? Shine? Well, that's kind of the, the, the first little song that got the ball rolling for me. That's the first song I sent into that little radio station, and they played it. And just from there, I, I started, you know, writing other songs. But, but that song in particular is kind of special. Um, our son, Joel, is playing drums on it, and uh, my niece, Corey is playing the piano so it was a real kind of a family project and then I have some uh, great friends that I used to play in bands with that uh, we know we sent them the files and they put on the bass and the lead guitar and uh, and then Brad mixed it and mastered it and everything so that one's kind of near and dear to, to my heart for sure and, and the song itself is just about having that special someone in your life and you, you just enjoy the simple things like that you know the sunset or the moon or you know watching the stars it, if you have someone special you know it kind of makes right life i don't know <laughs> yeah right amazing well listen let's let's honor sam the golden oldies man for calling in just now do something for sam acapella maybe one of your newer songs maybe like that you haven't even put out yet that we could debut here sure sure so this one is um Again, just one of those songs that kind of came, and it's got, I'm only going to do a verse and a chorus, but it kind of talks about, um, uh, again, having someone special in your life, but kind of how the world is going, you know, things that are happening in the world. Um, and it's just called I Got You. Uh, well, the world may be spinning out of control, because it's slightly off its axis, and there's so many things we don't know. Well, maybe death and taxes. But there's something I know to be true. Oh, babe, I got you. And I got you when you're happy. And I got you when you're sad. 
And even after all these years, you're the best friend I ever had. And if I had to choose again, it'd be easy to see. Oh, babe, I choose you. Absolutely beautiful. Listen, I'm giving you a standing ovation right here on the Jerry Petito Show. She just debuted that song. It's not even out yet. Sharon, you are incredible. I mean, for Sam to call in and say what he said about you, he knows music, okay? You are incredible, right. girlfriend. Wow, very well, beautiful. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and but I have to say um, I'm humbled by all the support and encouragement, and I tell you, it really gives me confidence to keep going and a feeling of accomplishment and just to keep pushing forward, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, family and friends have been wonderful, but I've met so many people, um, you know, like yourself and uh, radio stations and radio shows and other people, you know, jump on the chats and they'll, because I said, I really want to do some live streams when we get home. And they're like, hey, you, you you know, give it out there and we'll be there. We'll, we'll come and listen to the, your live stream. And I'm like, oh, really? That's so cool. So I'm quite excited. <laughs> Amazing. I want to say hello to China Ina. She just joined. And you're getting a standing ovation in chat, girlfriend. Okay? <laughs> awesome. Just so you know, I've gotten messages and my ad for your show has been shared all over Australia, now Italy, now Africa, Nigeria. I have followers there. The UK, Hong Kong, girl, you are everywhere. Oh, in Ireland. And Ellie's listening in. So just so you know, I mean, you're all over now. Wow. That's, you're yeah, that's, amazing. Like I said, if, if, if you had told me a couple of years ago before I started this journey that all this would be happening, I would have said, yeah, right. There's no way. See? <laughs> so, you know what? I'm just telling folks, don't be scared yourself out there because it's amazing what can come back to you you know i want to say something i'm not here i'm not trying to toot my horn with this but there's a reason i'm saying this for everyone out there over 45 okay i wrote like i said before sharon i wrote my book in my 50s and since my book i'm on all these radio networks i just broke a record two weeks ago with almost 11 million listeners internet now, wow, think about, awesome. but I'm saying it to let people understand, you're not too old for anything, and don't let that stop you. Are you kidding me? Don't let that stop yeah. you. Like, yeah, that exactly. that's so sad to me, you know? So now, girlfriend. Yeah, and it does, it, go ahead. Holds, it holds people back, right? Yes. And I think as long as you're, uh, I know this is kind of an overused word, but I, I truly believe in it, if you're authentic. Um, and that's what I hope to do with my songwriting because I'm authentic when I'm writing um, the songs. Um, even if it's an emotion maybe I haven't felt myself, I have to somehow convey that, right? Right. And, uh, that's important to me when I'm writing. That's right. Um, you know what I think I want to do? I want to play your song, Feels Like Christmas. This is a new song. We'll talk about this after we play it. But I think everyone needs to hear it. Everybody needs a little Christmas in their life right now. So here we go, guys.
There you go, girl. There you go. Hi there. China, Ina, I want to wish you a really happy birthday on Christmas Day. What a great day to have your birthday on. Aha, uh -huh, there you go, baby. <laughs> so that song was for you, China. Yes, China, Ina, happy birthday, Christmas Day. That was perfect, boy. <laughs> huh? I didn't know that. Beautiful. So you made somebody really happy right now with our Christmas song. <laughs> so tell us about this Christmas song. Uh, well, after, you know, this last year and a half has just been so trying for everybody. and But it was written prior to all this other stuff happening. But uh, I just, you know, it's hard to put into words when the season comes around. And I just find people are a little kinder to each other. You smile a little more often. It's just that feeling. And that's where the, the, the line came. There's a special feeling in there because they're really, you know, that it just feels different during during the Christmas season. Why why do you think it's that way? Um, I think it gives us time to really stop and reflect and what is important and our families are important and you know, love and kindness are important in you know, during that time. So that's that's where the song came from really. And especially now it's important to be kind <laughs> to each other because we're all going through so many different things with this pandemic, right? You're right. So I think having said that, we're going to play now, because we all need prayer. We're going to play Small Town Prayer. Here hey. we go, guys. Simple life 
absolutely beautiful. Tell us about Small Town Prayer. Um, so that that song's been around for quite some time. Um, it was probably written over well over twenty years ago, and we just kind of wanted to revisit it. And it was dedicated to my um, to my parents who were farmers in uh, Manitoba, and um, just that small town feel. And I, and I know you and I talked about that before, and how. I was thinking of more rural, right? And you said, well, you could relate to it because of, of your upbringing and all your cousins and your aunties and uncles yep. were really close by. And I thought that was really cool because I never thought of it that way. But yeah, because all my aunts and uncles, I mean, they all farmed around us and you knew they had so many cousins. And yep. Yeah, so that's just, and being thankful for that, um, just, you know, the small town and, you know, everybody has each other's back. And yeah, so just, and, and you know, memory of my of my parents who were you know hard-working farmers and stuff like that amazing yes and and we have a similar background you're right and it's just absolutely amazing and i wouldn't not i would not have wanted to grow up any other way you know right, beautiful right. yes yeah. beautiful so Sharon, before we play your last song talk about anything right now that you want to talk about to let everybody out there know maybe how to reach out to you what's happening what's anything you want to tell them here's the floor okay um well you can reach me at uh, um is my website and i've got all my links to you know spotify instagram twitter all that kind of stuff i also have a youtube channel and i'm hoping to um you know put more content on there this winter because um, I had a coffee with Sharon, and I have a few episodes <laughs> on there if you guys want to check it out. I love that. And it, it was kind of fun. I did uh, uh, kind of a little snippet of an original song I was, you know, I'm working on, and I asked folks, you know, what do you think of this song? Should I record it? Or, and then I also was trying to um, showcase other independent artists or um, radio stations like yourselves that support independent artists, and um, so I'm hoping to do that again. Um, what else? Uh, I need to figure out a couple more songs to record. So we've got to get back into the studio and do that. Um, we'd like to come up with a couple of videos, uh, one for State a while and, uh, hopefully a Christmas video. I mean, we're going to be kind of pushing it because we're still working <laughs> right now, right. but, um, just lots. And I want to do some live streams. Um, yeah, so lots going on. It's, it's um, I, like I said, I'm having a ball. So before we play your last song and after the song, I'll have you talk about it. Um, everyone out there, please do me a favor. Um, share this show. I will download it after and it will be on Facebook. It'll be all over. So share this show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Jerry Petito show YouTube channel. I want to let everyone know that this Saturday at noon Eastern standard, I will be interviewing on RTR, the Bel Airs. That's right. You got it. So, um, I, I'm very excited about that as well. Um, you know, we all have to support each other. And I think RTR is an incredible family because we do that here. And I want to thank Sam, the golden oldies man again for calling in and surprising both of us. That was really cool. Okay. Um, so having said that guys, I would like to play, and then Sharon will talk about this beautiful song, Don't Wish Away the Days. And Sharon, I love this song. Here we go. Don't wish away 
absolutely beautiful. The floor is yours, Cher. Thank you so much. Well, that that song is just about when you're in the midst, you know, you're, you, 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 we had a business, we had three little boys, we we're crazy busy. And you think it's always going to be that way, right? And then, you know, your kids get older, they leave home, and then you're wishing, gosh, did I... So I wish everything away because I remember when they were little and thinking, oh, I can't wait till they get into nursery school and I can't wait till they get into whatever. And and then it and I know it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's cliche, but it does seem like it. And then you're like, oh, I hope I didn't wish all that away. I hope and I and I hope I was in in the moment more than I you know think I was, of, you know, enjoying the moment of, of you know, all those wonderful family, <laughs> mm. family get-togethers and stuff like that. So that's what that song's about. That's beautiful, though. Thank you. Thank I you. mean that. Even the way you, like, describe that. Because you're right. A lot of us wake up one day and say, what if? Yes. You know, I mean, China's saying you're so sweet and so talented. She sure is, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're right about that. And, and I wish people, you know, all right, I, I'm going to make you laugh now, okay? So I grew up in an Italian, very strict Italian home. My dad was from Italy, you know, the whole bit, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, well, wait, real quick, a shout out to Love Soul Radio who just joined our chat. Hello, sweetheart. So anyway, um... You know, I went against the grain with everything. Like, I just, like, fought everything tooth and nail, you know? Like, they would go crazy. My poor father, he would just shake his head and say, I want to strangle you right now, but okay. Like, I was different, okay? My brother my brother is this incredible businessman, took over my dad's business with him, you know? My dad, my brother's incredible. But I was the artist you know, the poet, I went to art school in New York, how to draw naked people. My, I lived with my nonna in New York when I went to art school. And I come home and she's screaming in Italian, pointing to penises to my father on the phone. And he had to come from New Jersey the next day. And I'm like, Dad, it's my homework. She can't rip it up, you know? Okay. So I drove my family crazy because it was never a box for me. I refused. And as a kid, I don't even understand like how that happened. But as a kid, I never had a box. I refused. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and I guess, you know, we're all, you know, artists. That's how we are anyway. But okay, whatever. So I remember thinking, you know, when I was younger, I never want to be that person to grow up and get old and say, what if? So when people say to me, yeah, but what if this happens, Jar, in a negative way? I always say, yeah, but what if this happens? And I've been like that my entire life. I mean, I've jumped out of a plane. I've, I've done everything you can imagine doing. I brought my daughter to New Zealand when she was only like 14 and threw her off a bridge, the same bridge AJ Hackett did his first jump bungee jump. My mother wanted to kill me. Oh, you have no idea. I am crazy, (laughs) but I've done it all. And I don't regret anything. There's not one thing that I haven't done that was on my bucket list. I I even went to Russia in the eighties when it was communist on a hell tour through Lenox Hill Hospital. I had guns pointed at me and you know what went through my mind while that was happening? This is really cool. Okay. I, got Russian money that we weren't allowed to have. And I had a connection and got it and put it in my bra to get it out of the country. So in my photo album, I have Russian money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I want people to know that I don't care, again, how old you are, how young you are. Follow your dreams. Do everything and anything that you want to do, regardless of what other people think or say or try to hold you back, as long as you're not hurting someone else. I always say that. You know, I yeah. don't mean if, if it's going to yeah. hurt someone else, right, Cher? But follow it, your exactly. dreams. And I'm not, I, I'm not as adventuresome as you've been in your life, but I have to say I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I never fit, I never, you know, the box thing. I never fit in that. Um, I always felt kind of like the outsider because I was, you know, the, the girl in the band. And, like, I always did things differently. And um, But getting back to the dreams, um, the funny story I was going to tell you was when I was a little kid, because I always had such, same as you, such an imagination, right? And I was just little, and of course, you know, my parents would watch the Johnny Carson show or whatever, and and I would <laughs> I would pretend when I was a little girl, I was being interviewed by somebody, usually Johnny Carson or something. <laughs> in my little mind. Yeah, I know it's hilarious, right? But then I thought about it about six months ago. I thought, wait a minute, I'm being interviewed by people. Yes. <laughs> so, it, 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 but it took me this this long. I mean, I've been at this new music career for two years, but to go wait wait a minute here, some of this is kind of happening, and that's, so then it's like, yeah, follow your dreams because you just never know what could happen. Okay, listen, I have to share another little story. You guys are gonna love this one. So. I do, I'm on, on different networks. I do a lot of shows. Some days, especially through the pandemic, I've done three or four shows till midnight. All right. And I'm losing my mind. I'm tired and I got to take a break. Yes. So I have three radio show books and I have to make sure they all coincide because I'm forgetting things and uh, it's crazy. Okay. So anyway, here's a funny story. In like June or July, I went through my calendar for the summer and I put in pencil X's through an entire week in August, meaning I'm not doing any shows, but I did it in pencil, okay, so they can be erased. <laughs> and I said to myself, Jer, you're not doing any shows in this week in August. You need a break. And then I wrote in pencil, unless Elvis calls, LOL. Okay, which means Elvis isn't going to call. I'm not doing any shows. Two weeks later, I get a phone call from the promoter of Elvis Aaron Presley Jr. And she says to me, Jerry, you've come highly recommended, and I know you're such a big Elvis fan. How would you like to interview him? And I said to her, I need to stay away from this with a 10-foot pole. And she said, why? I said, because I don't have the facts. I've known of him for years. I've seen him on Howard Stern. I've seen him on National Enquirer. I know he's incredible. He looks like a 60-year-old Elvis. Sounds incredible. I, I have some uh, connections now with Graceland, and I'm very good friends with his nurse, Marion, and I'm supposed to meet Priscilla. I think I should stay away from this. And she said, what if I can send you proof? Long story short, she sent me document after document of proof that he was granted by the courts the name of his father, Elvis Aaron Presley Jr. So having said that, I cracked up laughing. I did the interview, of course, and I cracked up laughing, and I said, I wrote in pencil, Sharon, unless Elvis calls. Okay? <laughs> so now I'm playing the lottery, and I'm writing in pencil, I'm going to hit the lottery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that's, you know, that's our, our point, that if you put yourself out there, you just never know what can what can come back. I mean, you're. I mean, you got to be careful too. I mean, with right. social media and everything. Right. Else. You know, there's some there's some negativity.
anxiety there we you know? won't go into. But I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I've always been, my glass is always half full. Yep. I can always find the joy in something. Um, and I think that's really important not to get on that negative train. Yeah. I mean, especially with this business, it's a real, I'm finding it's a real roller coaster. Yes. And like I said, some doors close. Um some doors I keep knocking on anyway, and then other ones I go, okay, well, this door closed, but six more just opened for me. So, okay. you know. So pretty cool. <laughs> so with that, guys, we're going to close the show. Um, Sharon, any closing words to your fans out there? Um, I just, I'd love for people to join me on this journey because I'm having so much fun, and I love connecting with people. Um, if you want to join me on my Eclectic Soul music page on Facebook, Come along and then um, and join me on my YouTube channel, um, uh, yeah, and my website because I, I just love to. I love folks and I love to. Um, I love to make people happy and with my music. So um, come along for the ride. Amazing. Well, I want to say thank you again to this platform, to Angel and Stevie RTR. I want to say thank you to everyone who was hanging out in the chat room. I love you guys, and I want to say thank you to Sam for calling in. And guys, listen. Um, please share this again. Let's get this out there. Sharon, what can I say, girlfriend? You have honored me with another incredible interview. Okay, your songwriting is off the charts. And your your voice, forget that, it's absolutely beautiful. You already know that, I hope. But your songwriting skills are beautiful. Never stop doing what you're doing. Never stop being such a positive influence to everyone out there. Because you are. And China Ina is giving you some closing remarks. She says, keep reaching for the stars and smile. Yes, China. Thank you, sweetheart. Exactly. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on again. It's, it's been wonderful. And uh, yeah, I'm like I said, my motto is I'm just getting started. I've got so many songs to get out to the world. So I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. Day at a time.